0: Hello and welcome to Spirit Pig. This is the show that explores how to live a fulfilled life. I'm Duncan CJ and today I'm talking to Dave Cornthwaite. Dave is an adventurer, writer and filmmaker and is best known for his Expedition 1000 project which is a plan to undertake 25 separate journeys or a thousand miles or more each using a different form of non-motorised transport. He's written three books, spoken to audiences on six different continents and broken, I think, last time I checked it was nine Guinness World Records uh, including travelling the furthest distance on longboard after he skated from <laughs> 5,823 kilometres from, uh, uh, from Perth to Brisbane. Uh, Dave, it's, uh, it's so good to chat with you today. Thanks so much for being here. Mate,
1: thanks very much for having me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is um yeah. No, I've been you. I I, I mentioned it in our email as in when I first started. I had my little Excel spreadsheet of like some of my my go-to people who I'm I, I was you know really keen to get on the show. And the second I heard that you skateboarded from one side of Australia to the other, as was like right, this is this is a guy I absolutely have to talk to. And uh, you appeared in multiple books. I think on the uh, Escape the City, the Escape Manifesto, and. You've uh, you've written, like I said, three books of your own. But um, one of the things you're really well known for is this phrase: uh, "Say yes more." Could you maybe just explain, like, the power of this phrase, or w- what exactly? I mean, it's it's kind of self-explanatory in, in in the title, but just what what is the power of that phrase? Well, I think looking
1: back ten years ago, when I when I just, I had a day job that I hated and kind of a life that was very monotonous, I ended up getting so comfortable, I had no ambition whatsoever, and. I guess I just said no a hell of a lot. And as a consequence, didn't do anything interesting. Um, so after a while, I just decided that well, that wouldn't do because I was just basically wasting my potential as a human being. and And I just started saying, yeah. At the time it wasn't it wasn't a conscious decision to say yes but as time went on and i realized every single time that i said yes to something that scared me something that was different took me out of my comfort zone usually something that other people said dave you'll die or you'll fail <laughs> um it for me it was just brilliant i got way more satisfaction than i ever did from just lounging around on my sofa sized bean playing playstation and stroking my cat so and more more opportunities just came along um so I, I think that's the power of it, just embracing life and not being afraid to take on things that we don't necessarily know we can we can complete. Um, and, and and definitely people who've started living with that message in the last couple of years uh, in, in my circle of friends uh, have definitely gone on to do some really cool things. And yes, it's just about going forward. If you say no, you're you're definitely not progressing.
0: And you you mentioned some of them there, but like what what are some of the sort of the tangible benefits you've personally seen in your life as you know as a result of just adopting this yes, yes. mindset
1: oh mate everything i am such a different person to the the just sad loser that I was a decade ago uh <laughs> i i I honestly spent eight to ten hours a day playing playstation <laughs> and 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 now i i uh, I just live totally freely i i live out of two bags i have done for seven years i i don't um i don't kind of really feel this need to to have a home or or a job or even any kind of fixed income which i was it took a little while to get used to but now i'm so happy with because i've just got freedom i wake up every morning my time is my own and um, and I think that's the, that's the best benefit of it. I can, but at the same time, I'm not scared to do anything. Every time I come up with an idea that ordinarily you'd come up with, with a mate in a pub over a pint. <laughs> and then once upon a time, I used to wake up the next morning and think, oh, that was a nice night. Definitely not going to do that. <laughs> Let's go to work again and hate myself. Uh, now, now it's just like, well, of course I'm going to do that. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs>
0: That exactly. It's quite funny how actually there's you know, more than one person I've interviewed. Their crazy hairbrain ideas have come up having a having a pint with with a mate. And actually, like you said, actually to actually act on it, that's the strange thing. I mean, rather than going back to the, sort of the status quo, going back to your work, you know, to actually act on it and through that actually that action, some unbelievable things have come about as a result.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nothing happens if you don't act on your ideas on those little seeds of genius that come along at the most. Weird times sometimes, and if you don't act on anything, then you're just going to be a completely static uh, person who just exists, and there's there's no point in that. There really isn't.
0: Have you always had this sort of confidence, where it's um you know just to act on your ideas, or has this been something which you've like quite worked quite hard at, or and you've had to work hard to build up, or have you always kind sort of believed in yourself and backed your ideas? I think
1: when I was a kid, I was a pretty shy, um, nervous human and and then i guess when i went to university i i uh i started up a couple of projects but then i just kind of get got seduced by what i thought life was supposed to be about for a western adult and ended up with my job and my mortgage and a long-term girlfriend who i didn't really like and then you know it's just what what was supposed to happen wasn't it and then uh i i guess ever since i i woke up on my 25th birthday and just decided no dude, you, you absolutely just have to live now. Otherwise, there's just no point in being around. You're just going to end up kind of, you know, checking in frozen foods in, in the co-op. And I'm sorry, but I think we've we've all got more potential than that. I think it's really good that we all do a job that we absolutely hate for about a year mm. just to make us realise exactly what we don't want to do. And then we should go and actually friggin' live. So... I think the confidence has definitely grown and grown and grown over, over the last decade. I'm like I said, I'm a totally different person. And, um, yeah, I think that's all about attitude and
0: life. I know, I know that on your website, there was, um, <clears throat> there's a little section, but it was one thing which I'm sure you've come like right about, you know, come up against loads of times is red lighters or people saying, no, this can't be done or no, this can't be done. And, um, <laughs> What is it? It's just literally just about just doing it and having, you know, that... I don't, I don't know. I'm trying, I don't really know if that, that wasn't not really a question. But I think, what, just by doing it and just almost proving to yourself that you can do it. Because I think whenever you come up with a great idea, there's always going to be just as many people, you know, to say, no, that can't be done, you know. Wasn't when you, when you were about to um, skateboard across Australia, wasn't there people <laughs> you saying, you're going to die, you're going to get sunstroke within two seconds, you'll <laughs> never make it, and... Yeah, I mean, how have you dealt with these? Just that self-belief, I guess, like you just mentioned a second ago.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's not easy sometimes to have people, uh, you know, saying nasty things about you or telling you that basically your your ultimate dream is nonsense. But um, it's always the case, you know, even in modern day life, you see I kind of walk into businesses now and there's so much internal politics and everyone hating each other. And it's just because they hate themselves. So, you know, when I came up with the idea to skateboard across Australia, I did have so many people say there's just no way that this is possible. There's a reason no one's done this before. First of all, you've got a big shock of red hair. You definitely shouldn't be going to one of the hottest countries in the world. On and on and on and on. And, you know, some part of you thinks, do these people know better than I do? And then you just think, you know what, just bugger them. They're only talking to themselves, basically. Every single time I come up with a, a mad zany project, I have people saying that I can't do it. And then when I go off and do it, then they just hate me for some other reason. So who cares, you know? And I think I think what it really comes down to is every time someone gives you a little bit of hate or uh, a little bit of misinformation or they, they basically just want to tear you down, they're just talking to themselves. They're, they're just saying exactly why they're not out there living epic life and doing really cool stuff. And it and it really does come down to that. So, yeah, like you said, I, on my website now, I, I like taking everything and just turning it positive energy. So I've got a page called They Need a Hug, where every time I get a little message of <laughs> of hate or bother <laughs> or someone not really understanding what I'm trying to do and then just assuming that it's for the wrong reasons, then I just pop them on there.
0: <laughs> it's so funny about um, not not this project but on a previous one this uh, property one i was doing um i got i got one of the best hate mails ever it, it, it cracked me up i've still got it i mean it's, it's it's in my file somewhere it was literally somebody watched something i did and he's like that is half an hour i am never getting back and then this, <laughs> and it was just tearing into it and it cracked me up i mean it was like you know sure i mean it could have been a lot better but as in i think you've got to see the humor in these things and actually not take them too too seriously Absolutely, because you can't take somebody seriously if they've got the time to list
1: all of the things that they can ever get back from a podcast that they didn't enjoy. It's just like, well, if you didn't enjoy it, you should have just moved on and done something that you did enjoy rather than focusing on it for another two
0: hours. <laughs> uh, oh God, that's so funny. Um, you, um, you, you also described, I saw that, um, that you've, you've learned way more from failing than you've ever done in succeeding. Um, what are some sort of notable failures and lessons learned along the way? Um,
1: I think I think they've been progressive I mean I've I've been fairly lucky and fortunate in a way I suppose although I totally believe you make your own luck in that most, most journeys I've done haven't uh haven't stopped before I intended them to you know I've always kind of reached the the end goal um so I I guess the the basic failures have been I tried to set up a business in 2007 a clothing label and and it was just a dramatic failure like I I looking back, I definitely didn't work hard enough. I just did it because I thought it would be a cool idea, but totally underestimated (laughs) what it would take to make it work. Um, so of course that taught me a lot. And I think, you know, losing a bit of money in something like that money that, you know, I definitely didn't have at the time, um, definitely makes you think, gosh, you know, that was, that was quite foolish. Um, and I think if you have a good idea and you work hard enough and you apply yourself, you can make anything work. And I think my biggest failures have just been when I've, when I've taken an idea because I thought it would be a cool story and I, I just didn't really think about it and then it just ended up petering out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and um, one thing which is, um, it's a theme which come up a few times with some sort of explorers and travellers, but um, it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on it. Travelling around the world, I mean, you a lot of people have been sort of um, surprised or uplifted by sort of their interactions with, like, humanity, actually, the kindness of strangers. Like, wh- what have you found on these on these adventures, you know, meeting people who necessarily have got no agenda, they've got nothing to get out of you, but you're just meeting strangers before, you know, when you're going down the Missouri River or, you know, you're doing any of these harebrained ideas. Like, how have you found, like, different people, cultures around the world? Have you been surprised in a good way, in a bad way, or have you felt? Um,
1: I wouldn't say surprised because I think we're, we're, we always we have we have to have this innate belief that humanity is good um you know we're all the same when we're born it just happens that you know we're all born in different places to different families who believe in different things and that's you know those formative years are what really shapes us as humans but i love adventure for that very reason that it it totally refreshes my belief in humanity on a daily basis. If you, if you kind of stopped and just lived in your, in your hometown and just read the news, then you'd think that all humans were utter assholes and they're just prepared to kill and rob and rape and murder and, and beat everybody else up. And that, you know, and actually, yeah, (laughs) there are quite a few people who are total idiots, but it's, it's a minority still. And, you know, just, riding riding along a long road on on a four-wheel pedal car or paddle boarding down the Mississippi or swimming the Missouri or any of these journeys you you've you've got a story to you you know and you've you've put some faith in something that in hope rather than certainty and you've got some determination and that is so so magnetic it just draws strangers to you and I, I, I love kind of saying that strangers are just friends waiting to happen because they really, really are. I've made so many friends on my trips and really, really good people that I wouldn't have met had I not been doing that thing. And it's and every time I, I stop and I don't know, I'm sitting at my laptop editing or, or writing for a couple of months. I just slowly get that yearning um, back to go off on on a journey and just just get that creative, you know, bulge that comes from meeting cool people and having great conversations in weird places being offered a beer or a meal or a shower within seconds of meeting somebody, you know, you walk around London and a stranger is never ever going to say, Oh, do you want to come back to my house? You you can sleep there. (laughs) You know, it's crazy. (laughs) And, but that happens pretty much every single day. My friend, Sarah Ooton, here's a really good example. She sent a, a newsletter out this morning. She's since April 1st, 2011, she's been rounding the planet. Uh, under her own steam, rowing, cycling and kayaking around the planet. She's just reached the east coast of America, having cycled all the way across from the west coast of Alaska in winter. And, um, you know, one of her little stories was, there's so many snippets in her newsletter, You should definitely (coughs) tune into it. One of the stories was, here's this chap from a gas station. I just stopped in there. I told him what I was doing. I obviously had a bag laden full of bags and panniers. And he refused to charge her for anything. This is just a dude in a gas station, and he literally just filled up her bags with snacks and said, "Good luck." You know, it's just brilliant. And and that's what that's why adventure is so important. It just brings goodness out of people. It just shows what we're capable of personally. And I think I think life would be ever so dull without adventure.
0: I think that was such a good answer. I mean, I, when you were talking at the beginning, I was just, just nodding my head, nodding my head, like the one the bit at the end as well, but just the bit about if you turn on the news, it's, I mean, you were just told like rape, murder, famine, like drought, as in you can only, you know, you're just basically just showcased like the worst, you know, going on. Because I think what's important to to realize is that, you know, not good or bad, but as in, you know, a newspaper or media or people, it's it's a business and their business is to make money. And, you know, bad stories sell more newspapers than good stories. Or if you go to the newsstand and it's like, yeah, things good today, then probably not many people are going to buy it. So you can almost detach yourself and not get so drawn into all the the negativity, you know, because it, it paints quite a bleak picture of humanity. But like you just said, travelling really just restores your confidence in human nature and actually the kindness of people just all around the world, which is which is amazing. I, I love that.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's just this this proliferation of power of storytelling and you can choose whether to tell a bad story a sad story a story packed with fear or just one full of hope and and i think it's really important that we we don't just accept that yes, while these businesses need to make money, they just assume that the bad stories are the moneymakers and the spinners. And sure, everyone loves a little bit of a failing story. But frankly, I I couldn't give a hoot whether a politician has been sleeping around on his wife. I just don't care. I I mean, what, you know, obviously a bit of an idiot. But at the same time, why is it why is it all over the front page? You know, concentrate on something decent. Let's try and make some positive change in the world. And I think, whether you're you're telling a story up on stage or writing a book or you know doing a, a really enthusiastic podcast or um or you're a journalist writing for a newspaper i think we really need to uh, realize the power of of the stories that we're sharing because they affect so many other people many people you won't even know they've affected um and and that's the real heart of it and this is why i think you you know we've mentioned these haters before uh i think many people just don't don't really understand what's going on in the rest of the world because all they do is see the news and read newspapers and they just think oh my gosh if i travel anywhere then i'm going to die you know it's (laughs) and and that's nonsense it's utter nonsense you know my friends tom and leon they they've just completed a documentary about a journey they did in iran last year and iran is one of the most misunderstood uh countries in the world everyone thinks that you know it's just a war zone, but it's not. They encountered so many great people. One man even randomly just gave them a couple of bikes one day, you know, and they got taken in for, for dinner and tea all the time. This is what happens. You know, this is, humans are good. Don't read the news, <laughs> simply.
0: Just go and live it. Well said. <laughs> Make your I love that. <laughs> <laughs> And as well as having, obviously, you know, your, these incredible adventures, you've been, been able to, like, use your... Travels and your adventures as sort of like a, a platform to raise awareness and trying to raise a million pounds for like incredible causes. And one which um, was a really great story is the um, Copperfield.org. Uh, um, uh, what, what does it feel like to know that sort of it's a bit a bit of a cheesy question, but I mean, I'm, I'm not genuinely interested. Like, what does it feel like to know that actually you doing your what you're passionate about is actually making sort of a difference it's helping people like is that a pretty cool feeling to yeah you're going on these crazy adventures but every single step of the way like whether it's your book or these expeditions they're raising money for something which is actually doing like something positive is that a cool feeling or it's a bit of a stupid question but i'm quite interested
1: yeah it's an interesting- it's an interesting part of it actually, because there's so many um folks who are starting to go off on their own adventures now, which is brilliant, but they feel like they have to raise money for a good cause in order for it to be um you know i don't know a respected endeavor but actually, for me, all I wanted to do was get away from the life that had made me totally stale at the beginning. I just wanted to go off and do something, yeah, I wanted to prove that I could achieve something that i'd never i'd never achieved before, but also I think I needed to prove to myself that I was capable of more than I had ever given myself credit for. And I think that truthfully should be the basis of, of all of these challenges and endeavors, because when it gets really hard, if you don't want to be there for you, that's when you give up um and yes there are these little threads if you're raising money for charity or doing something philanthropic then that gives you an extra little bit of strength to push on through but there's no point in doing it if you're not enjoying yourself um even even if you're you know sore and in pain injured yourself and you can't be arsed with the two thousand miles of desert ahead of you uh that's just part of it you know and you look back and you actually enjoy that you went through that suffering um for me uh being able to so i didn't start off Trying to make a difference at all, apart from just to myself, uh, and then I realised that um, there there was a degree of, uh, of of change making in in the stories that I was telling, and I guess the just the action that's really inspiring. Just you know, bugger it! I don't care what you say. I'm just going to go and skateboard this this thing, swim this river. No, I can't swim. I'll learn. I'll be really good at the end of two months. And so that action is really positive, and that gets other people out. and I think that's the most uh, I think that's the best uh, change, change oriented message that has come out of these adventures that I'm doing. And I've, I've got a I've got a folder in my Gmail uh, with over 16000 emails from people who I've either met on the road or they've come to one of my talks or read a book or a blog or something like that. And actually taken the time to write to me and say, I changed something because of that. And thank you that's amazing. And that's so rewarding. And that's definitely my, my ultimate goal. If on top of that, I've got um, just a few a few people following on social media who want to give a little bit of money to a charity, then awesome. I mean, famous people can go off and, you know, swim the length of the Thames and pretend they're super sick and raise a million in a week. And I'd love to be able to do that. I can't. It's going to take me probably a whole lifetime to raise a million for charity. But even if it's just a few hundred quid here and there, it's more than if I hadn't ever done anything. Um, and that is really satisfying. And it's, it's, it's really important to me also to know where that money's going. And uh, my friend Chris, she was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 23, having been misdiagnosed twice the year beforehand. And by the time they found the cancer, she was at stage four. There's no stage five. And she set up this brilliant charity called Copperfield. So, yeah, I'll always be raising money for them. At the same time as you know, I'm, I'm raising money... Uh, I've got this brilliant adventure project called Origin to plant a million trees through adventure and a bunch of other little projects like that. So, yeah, of course, you know, it feels nice to to be able to make this change. But actually, I get I get more satisfaction out of enabling other people to go off and do their adventures uh, and then raise money off the back of that. That's awesome.
0: That's so good. And this is—I mean, this is a complete detour. But I—I I, kick myself if I didn't actually at least just <laughs> reference this quickly. I mean, oh no! Well, you know, do, gonna, know, do, you, do you know the question? You're going to talk about date, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you got—you got it in one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> date, I've seen that look before. <laughs> I know
0: you can—you can see it in the eye. You always—you yeah. always know. We have got to go through the whole interview. We have got to talk about adventure, but then we can't help but just. <laughs> Just, yep. just, for anyone who, I mean, I'm sure you explain it, but, um, Dave, <laughs> Dave went on search for love and attempted to find a girlfriend by dating, a uh, hundred women in a hundred days. Um, how, how, how did that go? What were the, what, what were the learnings, highs and lows?
1: <laughs> well, I think I should preface it by saying that, um, I, I never really had that much confidence with women and, ev- I, I guess through my early twenties, if I was ever in a coffee shop or a bar and I saw someone I was attracted to, I never had the guts to go up to them and just say, do you want a drink? You know, do you want to chat? Um, I was always just afraid of rejection and, and deep down that always really bothered me because what if that, what if that girl was my one? What if, what if we were meant to spend some really good time together? And, um, and I was missing out on that because I was basically just yellow. So. I uh, I decided to do this challenge one because I was in a period of my life where things were getting cool and I was single, but uh, I really wanted to to share those experiences directly with somebody. And at the same time, I've always had this fascination with this, um, this all commanding realm of men versus women and men with women. And, you know, just how biology and politics and everything just combines. And that wonderful chemistry you get also when you meet somebody who you really like. So, yeah, my friend said, well, you know, you don't know anyone in London. You've just moved here. Why don't you just go online to one of these dating sites? So I logged into mysinglefriend.com and realized there were thousands of people out there single and looking. So I thought, okay, well, maybe there's, you know, maybe I can find somebody at the same time as writing a really good story. Um, it turns out that, you know, dating that many people in such a short period of time is the most exhausting and expensive thing you can ever do. Uh, and it, You know, I had some brilliant dates and I I definitely had some ones that I'd rather not remember. Um, I I don't recommend anyone go off and do it (laughs) unless you've got a great deal of money
0: at your disposal and a lot of patience. (laughs) <laughs> there was a there was a phrase which I, I saw this i saw this phrase on a um on an amazon review i read a couple, I set through some of the reviews and got some good ones there i didn't know if this was a, a phrase that, which they took from the book or this is their own phrase but uh <laughs> the, the phrase endurance dating which i just love <laughs> the idea of endurance dating i mean like i've never you i've never heard those two words placed next to each other before yeah
1: that yeah that was that was a working title for the book actually oh, was it um uh yeah, something like the horrific challenge of an endurance data. Uh I it was, it was. You know, I, I had to I had to date on average one person a day for three months. Um and some days it was three different dates because I couldn't get dates some days and it, it's horrific, you know, it just completely plays with you. And I found myself constantly juggling this um this heartfelt need to find somebody or want to find somebody with the challenge that I would set myself, and then suddenly, what's it all about, and what's what's really important? Um, at the same time, is just becoming you know an absolute ninja at body language, and you know I, I know exactly what someone's thinking as soon as they do something with their arms or their eyes or their head. Now it's brilliant, um, so no one can bullshit me. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, at the same time, is just thinking sometimes this is crazy, and and having to be kind of ruthless with your time as well. In um and I, I I guess that that's a neat segue into you know it's say yes more this message that i'm trying to perpetrate rather than say yes to everything because that 's nonsense you can't say yes to everything. Mm. I say no more now than I ever did in my life, but uh saying yes really enables you to maximize what you get from your time and understand uh, what enriches you and then just go for that and then sometimes like uh you know. I don't know, a girl from Yorkshire who pretended to be someone she wasn't on the social media when we were chatting for a week and I was really excited to meet her. And then we met in a coffee shop and she looked totally different. She acted totally different. She had a Northern accent, which she never told me. And I don't think that's fair, you know.
0: <laughs> and so it's the, the, the importance between knowing whether to say, uh, whether you're just saying no because it's something which you're scared of or saying no because it's something which you actually genuinely don't want to do. If it's the, if it's the first one, that it's something you're scared of but excited but you you don't want to, you know then that's that's a no that should be a yes.
1: Absolutely. Um, So, you know, a justified no is sorry, you've misrepresented yourself on the Internet. I'm going to I'm going to meet my allotted 30 minute deadline for this date and I have to go (laughs) versus, you know, I'd like to cycle across America. I've always wanted to do that. But, you know, my family don't really want me to do it and all of that stuff. And you just got to say, you know what, the things you'll experience on that journey are so worth all the bother you'll get um, at the beginning when you decide to properly do it from from everyone around you. And once you do it, they'll all say, oh, you know, well done, that's that's really nice. And they'll they'll go back to their day jobs and you'll just be looking for the next adventure.
0: Incredible. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a couple of speed round questions just to wrap up. But uh, <laughs> what does a fulfilled life mean to you?
1: Um, I think... Uh, fulfillment and success and all of these things are measured on so many different variables for different people. But for me, if I can wake up each morning looking forward to the day I've got ahead, that's enough. Uh, I, I live really spontaneously. I feel like I'm kind of present, although I hate that term. It's just kind of right up there with mindfulness as being one of the most overused words of the of the 21st century. But I I like being here. I like doing exactly what I want to be doing right now, and and that means not putting yourself in a situation where you're going to be stressed or unhappy or um, or bothered by your values. Um, so yeah, waking up happy every morning.
0: Good answer. And what is one thing our listeners can do today that will have a massive positive effect on their lives? Well, the cheesy answer is just say yes to something that you've never said yes to before.
1: I always try and encourage people to do something new every day, even if it's really, really small. Even if it's just pop a blindfold on and walk around your house and work out what it would be like to walk around that house if you were blind. You know, you'd see it in a totally different light, no pun intended. Uh, so get out there and just try something new, you know, go and spend spend one night a week camping in your garden if you can't get further out and sleep on a hill. Um, and, you know, just remember that you're I think each one of us is incredibly powerful to the people around us. And the only thing more powerful or more seductive than positivity is negativity. Um, So be a positive influence. If someone comes up to you in the future and says, you know, I really want to do this thing. And you think your your first instinct is, are you sure you'll probably fail? You might die. And then think, gosh, it took them some guts to even say it out loud to me. Just be supportive. You can either be the the little angel on someone's shoulder, powering them through and helping them be a success in their own lives. Or you can just be that nonsense little gremlin. And basically, you're just, you know, a version of Fox News on someone's shoulder. Don't ever be Fox News. (laughs)
0: I think I think that was the first and only time that the um the one thing is going to be putting on a blindfold and, and exploring your house. I like that. I think you've just that's you're going to that's, I'm going to try that, okay? Next time <laughs> you see me, I'll just be there walking around.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should. And the best thing is you won't see me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. And um are there any books? I think we, we yeah, you we we I think I know what's coming for this one, but are there any books or resources which have changed or had a big impact on your life? Um well, you asked me this
1: before and you know my answer. I think yeah. Not really. No, I, I, I really like to experience life for me, you know, every, everything is secondhand if you read it or watch a film and, um, and that's nice and it can provide a little uh, entertainment or the seed of an idea. But um, for me, I just like to get out there and just constantly be curious and creative and and not be afraid of what's next. I think the more new things you do, the better place you are to make decisions for what's best for you down the line. So, you know, the more things I've done now, I feel, I don't feel like anything can go wrong. I'm the only person who can completely um, mess my life up now and no one else is in control at all. And uh, I think we can all be in that situation. Um, so although I am reading Richard Branson's Losing My Virginity right now, and it's a, it's a really, really good book. You just read read this guy's memoirs and think, holy crap, you know, he really went for everything. Um, and uh, and that's definitely
0: inspirational. If you haven't read it, give it a go. But if not, then just go and it's buy date. Yeah, less reading, more action. <laughs> and last but not least, how can people stay in touch? Where can we send, uh, send people?
1: Um, I guess, firstly, please get in touch. And I, I love hearing from people. And um, if I'm in the middle of an adventure, I always share my journeys on social media, whether they're through real-time maps or video diaries, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So my website is davecornthwaite.com if you just want a, an overview of, of what I've been up to. Um, on Facebook, the page is Expedition 1000. That's one zero zero zero, And then on Instagram and uh, Twitter, I'm at Dave Corn and there's a couple of hundred videos from
0: various adventures on my youtube channel as well amazing and we'll link all of those up in in the show notes so uh don't worry about writing those down uh and this is last but not least dave thank you it's been absolutely incredible talking to you i've I've enjoyed it so much it's high energy (laughs) i've learned so much and it's it's been pretty funny so thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me it's really appreciate it
1: mate anytime don't forget to take a selfie with a blindfold on walking around your kitchen (laughs)
0: alright deal cheers buddy thanks so much see you soon take care